T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Final hour of the Get Right with Reggie KG on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion mm. Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Going to get you caught up with the latest headlines on this Wednesday night. Appreciate you joining us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Search 105.3 The Fan on YouTube and hit the Subscribe button while you are there as we get you ready for uh, your Thursday here as we get ready to end this Wednesday night uh, coming up here. Oh, in about uh, 20 minutes or so. I'll talk a little Mavericks basketball as the Mavericks took on the Toronto Raptors tonight at the American Airlines Center as they begin a mini two-game homestand. It didn't get off to a great start. Uh, that's how we kick off your headlines here on this Wednesday night. Mavericks give up a buck twenty-seven to the Toronto Raptors and lose one twenty-seven to one sixteen. Pascal Siakam was absolutely devastating for the Raptors. Thirty-one points on fifteen of twenty-five from the field. Also had twelve rebounds and five assists. OG and Anubi poured in twenty-six as well. Dennis Schroeder in his revenge game on Maxi Kleba got 18 points on 7 of 13 from the field. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic led all scorers for the Mavericks tonight in matching Pascal Siakam's 31 points. He just shot 11 of 26 from the field, though, and was 2 of 10 uh, from 3. Derrick Jones Jr. had 15 points on 6 of 8 from the field. Kyrie Irving uh, just 8 of 19. Uh, from the field with 22 points. But the story of this game was told inside the paint as the Toronto Raptors dominated uh, points in the paint scoring. Check this out, Reg. Yeah. A whopping 72 of their 127 points in the paint. No Derek Lively in the starting lineup for the Dallas Mavericks out with a non-COVID illness. Uh, so Derek Lively was missed quite a bit tonight you want to also talk about where he was missed the rebounding battle mavericks 38 raptors 50 yikes yeah we'll talk more about that here shortly yeah we will that just gives you a little bit of idea on what happened at the aac mavericks get back on the floor on friday really cool piece of major league baseball news happening today Former Texas Rangers manager and two-time World Series appearing manager, Ron Washington, 
has a new job. He has been named the Los Angeles Angels next manager as the Angels hired Ron Washington today as their new manager, according to Jeff Passan of ESPN. As the team prepares for the possibility of a significant overhaul if star Shohei Otani leaves, of course, in free agency. Washington at 71 years of age, last managed back in 2014 uh, when he resigned, of course, from the Texas Rangers. Two World Series appearances over eight seasons, uh, career record of 664 and 611. Of course, uh, World Series champion with the Atlanta Braves as their third base coach, Ron Washington, back in the game as the Angels' new manager. I really shouldn't say this, but I will. Ron Washington's story also fitting in with the theme of the uh, of of the gray area this tonight. Um, no, but uh, it's great to see Ron Washington back. Yeah, you know, you see. Uh, yeah, that's why I left it right where it was. I didn't pick it up what you put down there. So you, you yeah, I got it. you. You see it. For those uh, it's who know, nighttime. Know. That's what's great about it. Uh-huh. Uh, if any, can't nobody whip me behind it. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it really is in, incredible to see Ron Washington back out there. Like I don't think that I've seen anybody upset at this news. No, or like just so so about this news. Everybody seems overjoyed, and the only people that aren't like significantly happy are Braves fans who are incredibly sad to see him go. Ron Washington is like a light. He is a incredibly good teacher. We've seen the ways in which he's helped defensively, even recently, the likes of Ozzy Albies and all those uh, Braves guys be better, even better at defense because he is an incredibly good teacher. But then also he's just like, he's a dude that everybody loves. Um, and you, I was talking about like being somebody's boss, having the soft skills. Oh, brother, Ron Washington is exemplary in those ways, right? He's great at dealing with people. He's great at handling, um, you know, delegation and handling people's egos and handling people's fears um that's Derek holland about ron washington that dude's an incredible manager of people and obviously baseball manager and so it's really great to see him back atop one of the clubs now obviously i would love for him to get a job that isn't um hey here come clean up this mess but hey man there's only 30 of these things that's the thing about professional sports there's so few of these top jobs they just kind of got to take one of them when they come open, unless it's atro- atrocious money. And this might be close to atrocious money, but he's also 71. And I don't know how long he can wait for the right, perfect opportunity to come open for him. Yeah, the Angels could be on the verge of, you know, blowing the thing up because I don't anticipate Shohei Otani coming back to that team. And if Mike Trout ever decides at one point to be like, look, get, get me the hell out of here, you know, um, Trout doesn't give off that vibe, but at, at some point in what will be his Hall of Fame career, I'm sure he will want to win a World Series and have a chance to do so somewhere else. It just does not appear that that's going to happen uh, in Los Angeles with the with the Angels. So we'll see what kind of team he will be managing next year. But Shohei Otani, or excuse me, Ron Washington back in the game as manager. Uh Shout out to the um, – I wanted to make sure I read this text because this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the 214 sitting sitting in the Target parking lot waiting on the, on my girl for 47 minutes and 53 seconds. Oh, not 47 and 53 seconds. Not that they're counting. Uh, when it was supposed to be a 20 to 30-minute trip max. Well, appreciate you hanging out with us on the Get Right. You know what it is? She's bought about half that store already. Well, yeah, I was about to say if they uh, buying half the store at Target, it must yeah, be rolling in it. Uh, well, I was about to say um, 
that's your fault for staying in the car. But I don't know if you going inside would have helped. That Probably would, not. That honestly might have just led to an argument inside of Target. So <laughs> appreciate. Yeah, let's look at the let's look at the uh, the bright side. You got to hang out with us, and now we got to hang out with you. We appreciate you rocking with us. Um, they might be able to hang out with Jamal Murray as well because he's going to be out for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, star guard for the Denver Nuggets is likely <laughs> Y'all out. Y'all wrong. Someone from the 214 says she's in there with her work husband. Wrong. Oh, wow. You're wrong. Wow. You're wow. wrong for that. You know wow. you're wrong for it, too. Wow. First of all, active listener of the show. Appreciate that. Yeah, do appreciate um, it. But, yeah, Jamal Murray, he's got a hamstring injury that's going to keep him out uh, likely for the next month, according to ESPN's agent, Wells Narowski, um, as he is dealing with a right hamstring strain, sources tell him as the Nuggets are going to be taking a cautious approach to assure that he will have no lingering issues with the hamstring and the expectation. Uh, there's an expectation that Murray will need three to four weeks to properly heal before returning to play. He hurt the hamstring over uh, against the Chicago Bulls in a win on Saturday night. So this is not something that is unfamiliar to him, unfortunately, as he missed time near the end of training camp in October with a similar injury so okay yeah and this is the thing where the nuggets have some susceptibility i didn't realize that was going to be difficult for me to say as soon as i got until i got there you got um look man jamal murray is vital to what they do there obviously Jokic is the dude he's the hub but you do need jamal murray to be able to give you and put in in these situations and obviously they've got a great roster and they can kind of they can live without him but i wonder you hope that there's actually no lingering issues and obviously they're taking caution to make sure there aren't any lingering issues but should there be lingering issues that's the thing that concerns you is Jamal Murray missing time because we've seen what he can do in postseason situations we can see the way that he can take over a game and that's what's necessary because the Nuggets are no longer on the plane talking about uh the plane of we're just trying to be at some level of good and be in the mix no they are the hunted at this point and so they've got to be on their p's and q's and having jamal murray there is vital for that so we'll see how they move without him um but as you mentioned nikola Jokic is everything for that team and i'm sure they will find a way to move forward without jamal murray but reggie um, jackson come on down oh wow we're doing a lot there i couldn't remember who uh, who the other guard that they would be was it christian brown christian brown would play it smells it like brawn, but it's brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the University of Michigan continues to be in the news. As Michigan football awaiting potential uh, punishment from the Big Ten, Michigan has sent its response to the Big Ten's notice of disciplinary action. A university official told ESPN today. I love this letter so much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's college. Look, if you like college football, likely you like it because college football is a whole bunch of mess. It's real messy. It's like high school. And this was very high school. Yeah. um, (laughs) According to a source, the 10 page response to the conference was focused on uh, urging Big Ten uh, Commissioner uh, Tony Petiti to respect due process and argue that a sanction at this stage will be breaking the league's bylaws in an effort to lay the groundwork for potential legal intervention if Jim Harbaugh is suspended this week. Translation. Don't even try it. Y'all know y'all can't do that, and my lawyers will be on your keister if you try it. Quote, 
It is essential that the Big Ten Conference not take any disciplinary action against the University of Michigan until the final results of its own, or more appropriately, the NCAA investigation are officially announced part of the letter read. Uh, a source telling ESPN on Wednesday, and I quote, we're not bringing a knife to a gunfight. So they're really setting up for litigation with this. Yeah, they're, they're like, look, man. This is wild. We are going to fight. No, that we will not go quietly into that good night. I mean. We're not going to take this sitting down. You know what this is? This is to ensure that they make sure that if they find a way to advance to the Big Ten championship game, that they do and keep their college football playoff chances alive. Now, I said this to you off air, and I'm going to bring it to you on air. If Michigan is, in fact, dealt with in disciplinary action and kept out of the Big Ten championship or not allowed to participate, I don't think the college football playoff would then put them in the college football playoff. I don't think the committee would consider them any longer going forward there. That, I mean, look, I hear that, but if they beat Ohio State, I think that there would be grounds to be able to put them in, even if they do not play in that championship, that uh, Big Ten championship game. However, far be it for me to tell you exactly what the big, uh, what the college football playoff is going to, uh, committee is going to do. They just be doing anything, right? One thing that they'll they'll do what they want to do, and they get on that little TV show and then tell you any old thing, right? They'll <laughs> tell you, oh, this year we care about conference champions, or this year we care about strength of schedule, and it really is. Uh, the translation is we care about being able to put in whoever we damn well please. So it just depends on do they damn well please put Michigan back in there. And like I lean towards yes because that's a big fan base that travels pretty well and got money. Now if uh, and, and they're good at football, I don't want to ignore that part. Um, if they don't, we'll keep moving. Like yeah, I just is. have I just have a hard time seeing them um, disregarding, especially if the NCAA comes down on this. And says, yeah, Michigan, you was out here doing too much, and you're in trouble now. I have the, a hard time seeing the college football playoff committee um, deviating from whatever punishment may be coming uh, Michigan's way with respect to all of this, which has all been rather wild for this entire story. Um, but we'll see how it ultimately plays out there. We know who's not going to necessarily get away with any of this. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, they they he was starting to wear his welcome. I'm sure he's like, I just wanted to go back to the NFL. I really just wanted to leave here. Actually, that's not true. Michigan no, seemed no. very happy for him to be there. Right, they're 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 their own. They're one of their own there. But he seemed to want to be going every every chance that he got. He was making googly eyes at the NFL. Like, hey, come get me. What if Minnesota had actually hired Jim Harbaugh? He was doing the he was doing the uh, Earl Thomas. Come get me. Co- but yes. Imagine if he had been co- coaching Kirk Cousins right now. I'm sorry, it does not compute. Nope, does not. From the 6A2, let's draft their running back. Funny about Blake Corum. Apparently, Blake Corum's name is on uh, some ownership papers of a of a company in one of them one of them uh, states in the Midwest. I don't know Minnesota, something like that. Um, along with uh, Connor Stallions, who, if you'll remember, is the dude at the center of all this sign stealing. Blake, Uh-oh. Blake Corum said he got his legal team on it because he did not know nothing about this. First if you, of all. If you choose to believe Blake Corum saying that he did not know nothing about this. You got a legal team? Well, I mean. I'm, a whole legal team out here. I don't know. I, I use the word legal team. That oh, is, okay. That's my words. Let me pull this story back up that so I can give NIL you NIL money. That's, that's crazy. I got a whole legal team behind me. Yes, it was in Wyoming. Oh, um, here, here we go. Here we go. Let me, let me give you the official because okay. I was giving you off of memory. You know what? 
that y'all deserve better than that. Michigan star running back Blake Quorum says he has no business relationship with former football staff member Connor Stallings after records of an LLC in Wyoming lists both men as co-owners, co-owners, and that surfaced Tuesday. According to records from Wyoming Secretary of State, Quorum, Stallions, and a third person whose name is Connor O'Day are listed as organizers of an LLC called BC2 Housing LLC, which lists a home in Ann Arbor, Michigan as its office and mailing address. Um, so now that takes you to all sorts of places like, is this their opportunity? Were they using this as some level of circum- uh, you know, circumventing in, uh, NCAA rules uh, for compensation? That was where my mind first went. Now, of course, that's very accusatory. It could be something else entirely. They could have just used his name. I don't know. But I was just like, ooh, this is college football mess. This is college football mess. College football is one of the messiest soap operas in the world. And yes, I said the world because the 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 stories, some of the salacious. I don't know. You know soccer mess is pretty fun, too. Soccer. Yeah, well, yeah, because that could get taken on an international level. That is um, at times really wild, um, especially with all the money involved in in soccer. Uh, oh, yes. And I, I forgot the legal team portion of this quote. I don't have any business businesses with Connor or anything like that, but I'm glad whoever found it, whoever searched the web was able to find it. I appreciate you. My attorneys are on it. Definitely get that figured out right away. My name taken off, whatever it is. So yes, attorneys. I'm about to say the ease, not 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 just attorney, <laughs> the ease. Okay. What well, NIL money is crazy. Wow. Buddy, you can't just call everything NIL money. If we find out that this is involved, that ain't NIL. That's just money. He's got, he's got attorneys on retainer. Y'all come, y'all, y'all work for me. Y'all ready? Uh, bill, billable hours. Good for him. Billable hours. <laughs> uh, finally here uh, in our headlines, because um, I just have to get this in because we're both Manchester United fans. Oh, no. Yeah, Eric Ten Hag is not happy. Yeah. Yeah, he's not happy. Rashford got a red card. Yes, I don't even know how to explain all of this. You don't uh, have to. Okay. Yeah, Rashford got a red card. A lot of the soccer world has kind of looked at that and been like, "Was that that was a little tacky?" Because obviously, in the run of play, he wasn't given a card. It was VAR, the equivalent of instant replay. Yeah. Um, that then gave you know brought it up, and ultimately the official gave him a red card for a, a studs up challenge, basically. And that sent him off uh, near about five minutes towards before halftime. And that seemed to change the complexion of the game. And so, yep, that's going to get folks mad, especially Ten Hag, who is uh, the manager of Manchester United. Who He's is, fighting for his life right he, now. He is boy. under fire after a run of some poor results Woo! and not good look at play. I was going to say, thoughts on Zizou possibly taking over? He, the man is not. My bald head has not been fired yet, sir. <laughs> All right, leave my bald head alone. You'll have another bald head. I know. Wait until this bald head is gone until you start throwing another bald head. Speaking of bald heads, Jason Kidd talking at the AAC. He is. By the way, uh, Manchester United dead last right now in Group A of Champions League play. Buddy, you you know damn well I was watching that live. I've had enough of that in my day. (laughs) I don't need you to remind me of it. Those are your headlines here on this Wednesday night. And 60 seconds of soccer, Gavin Dawson. How about that? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coming up next here on the Get Right, the Mavericks get throttled at the AAC because they couldn't stop giving it up in the paint. Next on the Get Right.
Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. World Series! 105 through the uh, Texas Rangers, 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckbread.com text line. 877-881-1053. We're with you until 11 o'clock tonight. As uh, the Mavericks, unfortunately, fall at the American Airlines Center, 127-116, as A-Reg could just not stop giving it up in the paint tonight. Yeah, man, this is something that um, we've had a conversation about a few times, which is, look, man, they're susceptible in the middle. I think we saw this early on the first game where they didn't start Derek Lively. Remember when they had um, Derek Jones Jr. at the three, and then they had Dwight Powell. It was basically this starting lineup, right? Or no, it was Max Kleber, rather. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I noticed is like, hey man, a lot of straight line drives, a lot of drives right past these dudes, and there's no resistance on the uh, at the point of attack, and then there's absolutely no backstop in the back, and teams were just going in there. And because uh, Derek Lively was not in this game, that backstop continued to not be there. And now there's there's an attempt at resistance at the point of attack, but. When you have players of the caliber of Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, uh, that have not just their their ability, but their size, their length. What you saw, there was a lot of uh, you know how sometimes you get some kids, if you're you know, you're playing with kids and you just like kinda have the ball over their head, like, hey, this is up here and you can't get it. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like at times. Like this is this is a team that has some size in the Mavericks, but it's ultimately doesn't have that high-end size because Grant Williams is a real, relatively smaller guy. Derrick Jones Jr. has, you know, jumping ability, but he's, you know, he's a three. Dwight Powell is clearly an undersized center. And so they were just really attacking the paint because you're susceptible there without a really strong defensive presence that's going to alter shots. And so defensively, this is, it felt kind of crazy. It feels kind of crazy to say it, but it looks, you watch this game and you're like, the, is the entire defense, Derek Lively, does it entirely hinge on him being in the game? Because obviously we know that he's vital to it, but this felt more like more than vital. It felt like if you were playing a good team, which obviously to be fair, you haven't played a lot of in general, but if you're playing a good team, you need to have Derek Lively in the middle to create, you know, to, to force them to think twice about going right to the rack because otherwise they're going to the most efficient spot on the floor and trying to get buckets there. It got so bad for the Mavericks, they put Rashawn Holmes in there to try and defend what was going on in the paint at times. Well, I mean, you only had two bigs. You had to get Rashawn Holmes in the mix. Yeah. He would be the third big. Um, The Raptors present, you know, a little bit of a bad matchup as well. Mm -hmm. You you talked about some of the things in terms from a, um, you know, a length and an athleticism standpoint. I mean, between Siakam, OG Ananobi, you know, Scotty Barnes, who didn't particularly shoot the ball well, but at the same time, can put the ball on the floor and can get to the rim. None of them shot the ball all that well. They shot 31% from three. Yeah. And, and um, also, nobody shot the free throw well. No. Raptors missed nine of those things. Mavs missed, what, 12 of them of free throws. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you're going and getting buckets at the rim. Exactly, which the Toronto Raptors did at a high rate tonight. I mean, they got, what, 40 points in the paint tonight and got out re- or out-rebounded. You know, the Mavericks 50 to 38. So, you know, I'm sorry. Mavericks only had 40 points in the paint. Raptors had 72 points uh, in the paint, as we detailed a little bit earlier. Also, 
Uh, Raptors were able to get out on the break tonight, outscoring the 15-6 to in fast break points. Yeah, right here on the text line, the truckwreck.com text line from the A17, they said they were at the game. It felt like turnovers killed momentum. While I don't believe in momentum, like turnovers will make it so that you're, it's hard for you to claw back into games because you're getting – you're giving teams uh, opportunities to go and get fast break points, which are significantly easier than half-court sets, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, the, there was a lot of steals, 10 to be uh, exact, for the Toronto Raptors. And you're giving away turn, uh, turnover points when your defense, when your half-court defense isn't as strong either. That's not a recipe for success. And you look at, like I said, with Toronto, between Siakam, you know, Ananubi, Scotty Barnes, Guys who can all put the fl- ball on the floor and get to the rim. Dennis Schroeder, you know, a lot of capable ways of doing that as well. He goes 7-13. to 13. He had 18 points. I mean, he had four of the five starters in double figures, and mm-hmm. that was with Yaka Pertle not playing well at all um, for the Toronto Raptors. So you get 31 from Siakam. You get 16 – or, excuse me, 26 from, you know, Ananilva. You get, you know, 14 from Barnes on just 4-15 from the field. Didn't make a single three either. And then you get, you know, Dennis Schroeder with 18. Gary Trent Jr. off the bench was really good for them. He knocked down four threes and had 16 points off the bench. It was a plus nine as well. So the Raptors just outplayed you and more so present a very difficult matchup, especially defensively when you got Scotty Barnes out here, you know, getting my man was filling up the stat sheet. He had not only the 14 points, he had 14 rebounds, seven assists, four steals, and two blocks. Scotty Barnes was doing everything uh, for the Toronto Raptors tonight, and they just simply, the Mavericks did not have an answer for stopping what was a freight train coming through in the paint, it felt like. It's just an easy layup line it, at times, it felt like, for the Mavericks. Yeah, man. For the Raptors, I should say. It just felt like you got big boyed in a way, and that's that's really frustrating because what we were talking about in that 5-1 and one start, the one loss being uh, the in-season tournament game versus the Denver Nuggets, which I guess if you want to write that off, you can. But this has been a soft schedule. Tim McMahon mentioned it last night. And you're starting to see what happens when you play some of these teams that have a little bit of more teeth to be able to attack you with. And it really does stink because I would have loved to see this game if Derek Lively played and seen how, how, much, how effective the Raptors would have been at trying to attack and what that would have looked like. Um, because really, this team is not... They are not any anything that's going to be worth uh, paying attention to if defensively it's not going to be there. It's just you're not you're going to end up with track meets where you get outran, you know. And this is despite the fact fact for the Mavericks that uh, Derrick Jones Jr. I mean continues to play well. I mean efficient six of eight from the field, three of five from three, had 15 points, was a plus 11. Really one of your significant bright spots, unlike Josh Green who in 18 minutes was a negative 21 tonight for the for the Mavericks. So, you know, you look at the box score a little bit in terms of scoring. Luka led, you know, the Mavericks with 31 points. You know, you had Kyrie with 22, only shooting 8 of 19, though, from the field. Uh, and Derrick Jones Jr. had 15. You didn't really get much from Grant Williams tonight. He only had two buckets, both of those from the three-point line, for a total of six points. So, you didn't get much outside of Luka uh, and Kyrie with the 31 and 22. They had Tim Hardaway Jr. continues uh, to shoot the ball well. He was 5 of 9 from 3, had 17 points, but he was a negative 19. And that is goes to the defensive uh, part of his game when you look at how much, no matter how much he was scoring, 
giving it back up on the other end. Yeah. It's not going to be a formula for success. And along those lines, as I always try and make note of before I use any of these metrics, pl box plus minus is a very uh, imper imprecise uh, stat. It does not tell. It's not the end-all be-all by any means of anything. It just tells you you know what the what the scoring differential was when this player was on the court which you can maybe take some some things from but you don't want to lean too heavily upon all that being said you mentioned Tim Hardaway Jr's was a minus 19 Josh Green was also a minus 21 mm -hmm. and it's not because Josh Green is a bad defender i think that some of this is just look at the size differential that you're giving up in those instances and i think that that kind of tells you a decent amount of what was happening um and oddly enough uh, the the box plus minus uh, star for your Mavericks in this one was Derek Jones Jr., who was a plus eleven, mm -hmm. and that does make me wonder because of his jumping ability, because of his ability. I saw him get a block, at least a block, and I know he had three of them, but I know I, I personally witnessed one of those blocks. I wonder if that verticality was something that helped a little bit while he was on the floor to try and combat the the aggressive uh, uh, you know rim pressure that the Toronto Raptors seemed to be adding. And you saw a nice little rim attack from him as well, putting the ball on the deck and. You know, taking the ball to the rim with a nice dunk there. I mean, maybe you lost maybe a couple of times in this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, you lost this game in the second and third quarters, though. I mean, you win thirty three twenty seven in the first, but you get outscored by, you know, a combined what is it, seventeen points in both the second and third quarter. You give up thirty five in the second. You give up thirty seven in the third. Uh, that's where the game is lost because you were even in the fourth quarter, you know, at twenty eight. But yeah, the second and third quarter did them in tonight as far as. Um, the scoring was concerned there. So Mavericks get back on the floor on Friday when they welcome in the Los Angeles Clippers. Is that an NBA Cup game? A uh, Friday? Yeah. That's a great question. Let me see if I can find that out. I feel like it is because the graphic that I saw at the end of the game, both teams were lit up in gold. Uh, so that indicates to me that this yeah. might be. Yeah, it's for the NBA in season. Apparently. It is a NBA Cup game? Okay. Yes. Who would you say they're playing? The Clippers. I don't know if the Clippers are in their or in their group. I can't remember the group. Oh, anymore. the Clippers are in their group. My bad. So they are in there. Okay. Yep. So, so there you go. Yep. Well, shout out to uh, Bally Sports for putting up the uh, the teams in gold. I was like, oh, that must mean it's an NBA Cup game. And uh, Mavericks right now 0 1 in the NBA Cup in season tournament after getting uh, beat by the Denver Nuggets. They look to even up their in season tournament record at 1 and 1. That's going to be an interesting one because uh, that that Clippers team has a lot of things happening with them, so there, there's there's a lot of uh, intrigue around that team in and of themselves. James Harden there for the Los Angeles Clippers, of course. Uh, of course, we got Tim McMahon on last night. One of his favorite comps for Luca is James Harden. So uh, interesting to see those two teams get together, and it's always a fun time when the Clippers and the Mavericks get together. From the last, of course, them playing in the playoffs for those couple of seasons there. So a lot of a lot of history in, in recent years between these two teams. But the uh, Mavericks fall tonight at the AAC, 127-116 to drop to 6-2 and two on the season, 3-1 and one at home. Toronto is now 4-4 four and four on the year. Uh, Louisville's own Pascal Siakam, 31 points, 15-25 from the field. Luka Doncic, 31 of his own. Uh, a couple other scores real quick in the NBA. Uh, Washington gets a 132-116 win over Charlotte. <laughs> yep. The only way they can do it is just putting up a whole crazy amount of points. Uh, speaking of crazy amount of points, uh, Pacers put the Jazz in the dirt, 134-116. Uh, 
118. I need to watch these Pacers, man. What is happening? Bro, they shot nearly 52% from the field tonight. Um, now, the Utah Jazz committed 22 turnovers. So, Oh, yeah, that's that's not what you want. But, uh, yeah, they um, <laughs> Aaron Neesmith was their leading scorer tonight for the Indiana Pacers. He had 24 uh, to pace them. And those 24 came off the bench. <laughs> um, Miles Turner had 22. Uh, Benedict Benedict Matherin had 22. Yeah. Um, Tyrese Halliburton had 16. Not going to lie, I forgot about Benedict Matherin, but he's good. They just, they're really balanced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they're really, really balanced, and they shoot the ball uh, extremely well. So, yeah, Pacers right now 5-3, and and 4-2 at home. But, yeah, they win 134-118. Other scores real quick. Um, Philadelphia gets a 106-103 win over Boston tonight. Um, that game in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, 27 points. Christos Porzingis led uh, all scores. He had 29 points in the loss for the Boston Celtics there. Brooklyn gets a 193 win over the aforementioned Clippers. And how about the uh, the New York Knicks? They beat the San Antonio Spurs by 21 tonight, 126-105. Yeah, where the, the, I think the the story of that game is Victor Wimbayama, his debut. Yeah, at Madison Square Garden. That's right. Before the game, he said Madison Square Garden didn't look as big as he thought it would. That was his takeaway. Seriously, that's right. At at the world's the world's uh, most famous arena, whatever they call I it. I mean, if I was seven feet twenty inches tall too, I probably would figure you know it's not uh, as as big as you know. Fair enough. That kind of thing. Uh, some of the scores around in and around the league on this Wednesday night after the entire NBA was off yesterday. A lot of action. Yeah, it feels like the entire NBA is on tonight. Yeah, the entire NBA pretty much was was on. By the way, Minnesota, they won by 21 tonight. They win 122 to 101 over the um, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, man, watch, watch that space. Yeah, yeah. Final call next on the get right. Number one in America, they're leading the way with an unheard of 400 Silverados with their best Black Friday savings all month long. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. Final time here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Latatula. True. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you. We really appreciate his hard work on this Wednesday night, we'll be back with you tomorrow at 7 p.m. from 7 to 11 on Thursday and on Friday as well as we get you a little bit closer to your weekend right here on 105.3 The Fan. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning starting at 
Fire 30 a.m. with Sean, RJ, and Bobby as they get you started on your Thursday. Uh, little Thursday night football tomorrow as well. I forget who the Thursday night game is, by the way. Oh, I knew it was one that made me kind of cringe. All right, actually, all I, Thursday night games do that at this point. Fair enough, but this one was particular, so I want you to. I'm going to look this up, and we're going to we're going to react both live to what it is. Um, it is actually the Carolina Panthers going to Chicago to visit the Bears. What? That's right. And I'm fairly certain that uh, Justin Fields will not be playing in this one. He's not ready to go. So the re- the NFL really just tests our abilities to whether or not we will get out here and watch this football. And you know what a no lot of people do? No matter what game do, it is. You know what a lot of people going to do, right? Watch the game. Fire up that prime video. Like, that's the crazy thing. It's not even just, oh, man, let's turn it over to uh, Fox or NBC or one of those. You got to go to Amazon. Let me ask you a question. Just to do it. Now, the obvious answer is, you know... He gets paid a lot of money to do this. But if I'm out, Michael, Al Michaels, what am, what am I doing here at this point? Getting paid a lot of money to do <laughs> it. Pro- well, actually, let me not say that. That's that's a little disrespectful. I mean, he is getting paid a lot of money to do this. That's right. Uh, him and Kirk Herbstreet. Which, I mean, as long as the check uh, clears, why not? I mean, not? look, it's, it's only how many hours of your day to actually do the game itself. I know you got to prep and everything. And well, Herb Street on a little different tip because Herb Street's still out here doing the college thing, too. Um, you know, with the old college game day show and still calling major college football games. So he's on a little different tip. Yeah. You uh, know what's funny is like I, I vividly remember thinking this not this week, but the week prior when I was watching him on the uh, college football playoff, uh, you know, ranking show or whatever. Yeah. And I was like. Do I got it in me to be working damn near every single day to try and make it to this level of like that level of like media? Because obviously, like we're, we're both in this media thing, not just to you know be in a certain place, but hopefully to make advancements and possibly you know um, you know improve and get to higher places. And I'm like, at what level does my does my give a damn go? Okay, this is enough. And I I wonder if it's earlier than got to fly cross country three times a week. To make this go. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, and in some ways, people will say, well, you know, the the money is is when you get to those levels uh, of, of success, the money that's in it is obviously significant. But the amount of work to maintain that level of not just preparation and, you know, all that goes into that. But as you mentioned, the time, the travel, the energy, you know, the constant. That's the part for me as you get to higher and higher levels of this business, constantly being on all the time. Yep. Like all the time you are on. And the amounts of downtime that you may experience, I wonder how much, you know, when you get to that kind of level, how much you actually have. Because at any point, you're either on television or, you know, in the case of Stephen A. Smith, they got you doing 15 different jobs because you're the face of a company in that particular way. Although so. one thing I do want to say in this is because, look, it's easy for us to be in this media thing and kind of talk about it in this space. Yeah. Hey, man, the folks listen to us got like regular jobs. And there's a lot of folks that are hustling in a similar way for significantly less money. Sure. That are like, look, man, I will do that hustle for a lot more money. So, yeah, I, it was just a, it was just a curiosity thing. And it wasn't about like anybody else. It was just me personally. Like where? Where is the balance line for me? Yeah, was just something that I thought about. Um, can I t- can I take us back a segment real sure. quick? 
uh, as we were talking about the Mavericks, our, our producer, Rodrigo Mendoza, actually got us a little bit of audio. And actually, we should give a hat tip to Ross Lebensky, who also uh, was able to track this down. We were talking about uh, our bald head in the Dallas um, Jason Kidd. Yeah. He actually spoke on the idea of Derek Lively not playing in this game. Okay. How much did you guys miss Lively tonight concerning the things that he can do around the rim? No, we missed him a lot. You know, uh, there was no one in the paint tonight, you know, and, and that just shows how important he is to, to our team. But um, it's the next man up mentality, and we just didn't do a good job as on the perimeter or in the paint of, of protecting the paint and the rim. Yep, that about do it. How much if how much do you hear that quote if you were Sean Holmes and you're like, bruh, come on, man. You gave me seven minutes. Let me let me try. As if eight or ten or if twelve would have done anything else. No, man. They they don't have the personnel. Which is in some ways kind of wild to think about the dependence on a 19-year-old, even this early on in the season, to be your defensive anchor. Which is why I was really advocating for the idea, hey, man, go get that dude in Atlanta, Clint Capella, if you can, to make that happen so that all this pressure isn't on this 19-year-old to come out here every night to do what he has to do from a defensive anchor and a rebounding standpoint. At least you could be able to help him be able to come along a little bit because if it's going to be like this without a 19-year-old in the middle every night, oh, boy, that is um, th- th- that that's pressure. Uh, that that's tough. So, I mean, kid has never won to necessarily mince words, uh, especially when his team doesn't perform very well. And we all saw it. He saw it. Yeah. Got nobody in the paint. Yeah. Early, early in, this is a, as you mentioned, an illustration of, you know, what he has to carry, but early on Derek Lively has looked game. He's been up for the challenge. So interesting to interested rather to see how this continues forward. And it starts, uh, what was it? Friday. Yeah, Friday night when they uh, take on the Los Angeles Clippers uh, at home there. So, yeah, man, that defense, not good without Derek Lively tonight. Uh, It's the final call here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here. Um, So, I don't know if you saw this um, when it came to the NBA and the the NFL and ESPN. This comes from Front Office Sports. Talks are heating up between Disney and the NFL and NBA about taking an equity state in ESPN, sources tell Front Oof. Office Sports. Disney increasingly views a deal with the two sports leagues as its best option, end quote. <laughs> So I I find this interesting because we've had a lot of talks about these leagues maybe taking more of their broadcasting rights back into their own. Um, a part of this that I'm not sure, I'm sure some people are talking about, but I, it's not going to be as big of a part. At what point do we look up? We already talked about the idea of the broadcasters and the, and the things that they're covering, the sports that they're covering, having partnerships and the ways that that kind of obscured uh, and changed the ways that the coverage matters, like the way that colors the coverage, how much more so if the league is a part and owns the broadcast arm, right? What kind of coverage are we getting unbiased? Are we getting clear coverage Mm -hmm. of these sports? And I understand, look, man, it's sports. That doesn't, I mean, how important is it? But we start remembering that sports is a microcosm of life, and we start dipping into some real-life stuff when we talk about coverage. How much... 
do you worry about the idea of the league having the equity and the power to color the way that coverage happens on their leagues? With Disney under pressure from Wall Street to improve its uh, results, the entertainment giant increasingly views a deal with the two sports leagues as its best option, sources tell front office sports. So the NBA and the NFL buying into ESPN, yeah, from a cover standpoint, that becomes very, very interesting. Um, yeah, and if, if you'll allow me to do my hundreds level equi- economics, like basic level economics perspective is like, I, I personally kind of shudder at the idea that Disney, the huge conglomerate of Disney is like, oh boy, we're having a hard time making more money for these we shareholders. We need some money. Right? Like, if, if Disney's out here like, oh man, we got to find more money for our shareholders, how much more everybody else, like, I I don't know. Like, Is Mickey out here struggling to find some cash? Oh boy. Yeah, it's, it's rough in these streets. Good gracious. Like, what am I supposed to do, man? <laughs> I'm just a man wearing a beanie doing radio, man. <laughs> what you want me to do? Again, appreciate the hard work of my man, Rigo Mendoza, on this Wednesday night. Thank you, sir. I'm uh, hammered right now. Uh, thanks, Broadus. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, from my partner, Reginald Atatula, my name is Kevin Gray. This has been the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Again, we're back with you tomorrow night from 7 to 11 p.m. And, of course, tune in tomorrow's tomorrow morning starting at 5 30 a.m with sean and rj and bobby to get you started on your thursday on 105 through the fan y'all be good we'll talk to you later be easy peace i'm hammered right now We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.